Welcome back to Broken Messenger. Today we're going to be looking in the book of Hebrews, chapter 3, verses 12 through 13. That'll be the main chunk of our scripture today. I'm going to go ahead and read that scripture and we'll get started. See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage one another daily as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. I'm sure many of us have heard the scripture, encourage one another daily as long as it's called today. It's a pretty common scripture. But we're going to kind of look at the scripture and the dispel some common beliefs among um, religious people, and then also just a little bit deeper dive into what that means for us. So starting from the beginning of that scripture, we can see that it is possible for believers to grow unbelieving hearts that turn them away from the living God. With the use of the words brothers and sisters as a way of addressing the people he's speaking to, we know that he's addressing believers. So for some to believe that it is impossible for a believer to lose their salvation, no matter how they think, act, and believe, it's clearly shown in scripture that it is in fact possible. So now before we let scripture, um, I mean, before we let Satan kind of get ahead and go to another, the other extreme, Let's look at John 10 verses 28 and 29. It says, I give you them internal, I give them internal life and they shall never perish. No one will ever snatch out of snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me to is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of the father's hand. I am the father. I and the father are one. So we can see that it says um, it's not possible to have your salvation stolen in the concept of someone taking it from you. However, in Hebrews, it is not the, this is not the image of someone's salvation being stolen from them, but rather the image of someone giving up their salvation, willfully laying it down. When he's addressing the believers, he's saying, see to it, meaning you have to take action to prevent this from happening. And the very thing that he wants us to see to is that none of us have a sinful, unbelieving heart because a sinful, unbelieving heart turns away, turns us away from the living God. And then we, then as we turn into verse 13, it says a, but we know that the word, but ties two thoughts together. The word, but means what I just said has a contingency. And he says, but encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today. So that, and the, so that means the contingency of the, but but none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. So sin's deceitfulness and our willingness to be a part of the sinfulness creates the unbelieving hardened heart. The contingency or the antidote for the hardened heart that turns us away from the living God is encouragement. But I want to point out something here that caught my eye. It says, but encourage one another daily as long as it's called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Notice that it doesn't say receive encouragement every day so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness, but instead it's a verb. It's a call to action. It's encourage one another daily. That's a call to action. I think we can agree, though, that receiving encouragement is a great feeling, right? But in order for everyone to receive encouragement every single day, everyone would have to adhere to scripture, right? But we know that not everyone hears the scripture every day, and therefore everyone doesn't necessarily receive encouragement every single day. So how would this verse be applicable if it was only talking about receiving their encouragement? Well, it's not. 
It's encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. So the antidote to sin's deceitfulness, because of the unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, is to give encouragement, to be encouraging someone every day. We cannot control what others do. We cannot rely on receiving encouragement from, from others every day. We can, however, see to it that we believers give encouragement every day. A little bit farther in scripture, scripture, the book of Hebrews, which it's not clearly stated who is the author of that, but he goes on to talk about the Israelites. And he says, when Moses led the Israelites, his, meaning God's, anger stirred against them for 40 years. Some of them did not make it to the promised land because of their hardened hearts. In verse 19 chapter of chapter 3 in Hebrews it says so we see that we were not able that they were not able to enter because of their unbelief. So because of their unbelieving hardened hearts they lost or gave up their self, their promised land. And if we jump back to verse 15 he's quoting Psalms and he says today if you hear his voice do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. It says, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. So we know that he's talking to believers that hear God, but choose to harden their hearts through sin. And in the scripture, they choose to harden their hearts because of the unbelief in sin. And they do not use the antidote of encouragement. And because of that, the author of Hebrews is warning us believers today that hear the voice of God to encourage one another every day and not let deceitful sin bring about disbelief or unbelief in a hardened hearts. Because it says again in verse 19, so we see that that day the Israelites were not able to enter the promised land, a.k.a. heaven, because of their unbelief. And as we transition to chapter 3 to chapter 4, we see the word therefore. And just like that but, it's a word that ties two thoughts together and is a continuation of what was just said. So the author is saying, because of what I just said, therefore it's applying to what I'm about to say. So Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. For we also, ha- for we also have the good news proclaimed to us just as they did, but the message they heard had no value to them because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed. So in addition, the unbelieving being a cause for laying down our salvation, we can add to that faith. So some might argue at the end of chapter 3 when it says they were not able to enter because of their unbelief, some might argue that they do believe in Jesus. But that's great. But it's more than a belief. It's more than a knowledge. It's a belief that stirs about faith. And the faith brings on love. In the book of John, Jesus talks about, in the book of 1 John, Jesus talks about obeying commands and love being equal. In 1 John, John, the apostle, chapter um one of the apostles, in chapter 5, verses 1 through 4, he says, Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. In fact, this is love for, for God, to keep his commands. And his commands are not burdensome, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is that that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So in this scripture, we see belief, we see faith, we see love, and there is evidence of this, which is the obeyment of his commandments. Simply saying that we believe does not equate to salvation. And even believers that hear the voice of God, if not careful, can allow their hearts to become hardened and therefore reject their salvation. 
And yet another example of scripture that shows that belief alone, without faith, without love, without evidence of a changed heart, that there is no salvation. It can be found in James chapter 2. Honestly, the book of James, but chapter 2 sections 14 through 26, really talk about faith and deeds and how they are portrayed inside of our faith. It's a really good section, and it's actually one that I already have a podcast on. But specifically speaking in verse 18 and 19, it says, But someone will say, You have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God? Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. So you see, to believe is not the same thing as having a saving faith belief. Having fear of God. Not a fear like I'm afraid of spiders, but I'm a, a fear of love that desires to not be disrespectful, to not disobey, or dishonor God. Kind of like the fear of a parent. But as believers who genuinely love God and hear his voice, we must encourage one another every day to protect our hearts from sin's deceitfulness and from our hearts becoming hardened and therefore laying down our salvation. It is possible to lay down our salvation. It is not possible for our, for our salvation to be snatched from us. Um, but do not become weary and allow this world to overwhelm your heart with condemnation or fear of laying down your salvation. Because odds are, if you're worrying about laying down your salvation, you're not currently at risk for laying down your salvation. In addition to encouragement, reading, studying, and obeying scripture is a continuous effort to add to our faith, the very thing that keeps us walking in obedience to God. I hope you found this message to be an encouragement and a uh, call to action to be more encouraging, to help ourselves keep our hearts from being hardened. Have a great day.